Hey guys and welcome back to I Wish I Was You. My guest today is Danny Laz. She's a full-time content creator and fashion girl and we are going to be talking about big career changes, risk-taking, dealing with comparison and how to set goals and actually achieve them. So without further ado, here's Danny. Hey Danny, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So let's start by just running over, what is it exactly that you do? So I feel like this has recently changed. So now I have to change my whole answer to this question, but I am a full-time content creator and influencer on Instagram, specializing in fashion and lifestyle and travel content. And how did you end up doing that? How much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting. So I can kind of talk about my journey from the beginning, uh, like years and years and years ago, but I've always been someone who's loved fashion. I've always loved photography, like took classes in high school for both, um, was always in the arts and drama and dance. And I don't know, I always had some kind of need to have a creative outlook. So I then went to university, um, like work part-time in like in different retail stores and everything like that. And that's really where my, I guess, passion for the fashion industry kind of came. But I would definitely say over the last like five years, I've been really like following more girls um, in Paris, like girls who were very inspiring in terms of Parisian fashion. And it kind of sparked an interest in me because I was noticing that people were doing this for a living. And this is like, again, five or six years ago when influencers really started to become a job. Like before that, it really wasn't even a job. People were like, what's an influencer? <laughs> like, like, what do they do for a living? And that's really kind of what sparked my interest at that time. And since then, I was working at Shopify. If you're familiar with the company, it's a, it's a tech e-commerce company in Canada. And I was there for three and a half years, but they actually actually sent me to London last April, so April 2021. And in that time, I was starting to post on Instagram, but I only had about like 1,200 followers at the time. And then when I moved to London was really when I was like so immersed in this inspiring culture, this inspiring city where there was beautiful architecture. There was like, I was immersed in fashion and I got so excited to post more about my life here and about my outfits, I guess you can also say. So that is kind of how my journey began and people started following along, which was crazy. So now I'm taking a shot at doing it full time. And I recently quit my nine to five and this is week three (laughs) that that it is the reality for me. So it's a little bit crazy. So you're catching me at a really interesting time right now oh my god that is so exciting I love that you've just managed to step away from that and like you're in this new phase that is so exciting your story like I can't help but compare it you are basically living the Emily in Paris plot line oh. <laughs> like you are literally living the Emily in Paris plot line I don't know if you've seen it but your username adds up to this and I'm just like mind blown I absolutely love it Um, You've kind of touched on this, but I really want to dig into it. Like when it comes to dressing, you're such a woman after my own heart. Like I love how like classic and minimalist your dress sense is. Like it's so timeless and gorgeous and classic. Where do you think these influences come from? Like I know you said like Parisian fashion, but like lots of people like to look at, you know, 
Parisian fashion. Not everyone manages to sort of like refine it the way that you have and make it look so clean and polished and lovely. And like, that is a real like skill and talent. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. That's so nice of you to first of all say. I really appreciate that. Um, and I, I actually want to go back to your Evelyn Paris content. I mean, comment, and then I'll get back to this because my life is literally her life. Like, I, like if only if you knew, like, I'm not going to spill all the tea on this, uh, on this chat. <laughs> um, but there's so many different parallels in terms of like her career, her personal life, and it's actually really hilarious. So I, I think that's funny that you're bringing it up. Hence why in my bio, it says Danny in London, because it's kind of yeah. a, a secret in my end that, or I guess not a secret anymore if people are listening. Um, but anyway, so back to your question, but yeah, like I would say my inspiration really has come from like, from the beginning, it was like the Tumblr days, like the YouTube days, like watching, I would say like people just doing such interesting things and looking fabulous. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's always, I think, been an interest in mine. And yeah, to go back to, I guess, like all the Parisian girls that I follow, like Parisian fashion and Paris in general is a place that really, I think, resonates with my soul. And I think when you get to a certain stage in your life, like now I'm in my late 20s, I understand kind of the woman that I'm becoming. And now I also want my style to reflect that. So I feel like my style is like very personal to me, even though it is very simple and like I would say timeless in terms of like the pieces that I select but I'm more at a stage in my life where I would rather have like way better quality items than have like a lot of items and I don't need to shoot like a thousand pictures of a thousand like fast fashion items at this point in my life like I really just want to have like my wardrobe that is like really curated to myself and I think that's where my style has kind of evolved even from my early 20s to my later 20s um, in terms of like, I guess, how I've refined it in that way. Mm, yeah. And like another thing that I think is interesting is how some people just choose to make, you know, fashion and clothes and style such a big part of their lives, whereas other people don't. And I find it like especially interesting that you kind of had a career beforehand and now you've kind of moved into this and, and made it an even bigger part of your life like lots and lots of people really like fashion really like dressing up and you know it, it's it's a huge thing for a lot of people but not everyone chooses to make it like this bigger part of their lives like why do you think that happened for you yeah that's actually such an interesting question so I feel like I'm gonna probably have a few realizations in my in my <laughs> great question um <laughs> But I would say, yeah, for some people, again, like it, I think it really comes down to what inspires you at the end of the day. And I, I always will go back to what my soul craves and like what my deep desires are. And my deep desires are like, is feeling inspired every day, waking up, feeling inspired. Like I'm an inspiring environment. I am with inspiring people. And that's like how I've really, I think, set up my life to live as of right now. And a big part of that is living in London. A big part of that is like curating fashion content because I think when someone has a passion, it could be anything. We could talk about why someone is painting because maybe they find it relaxing. Um, for fashion, I find it exciting because I get to put on this armor <laughs> kind of like on my body and it's like an expressive 
creative outlet for myself. And I think, again, like so many people that I've grown up with, like I grew up in the arts, like going to a drama and dance and musical theater high school. And everyone always had their own individual style. And I think it's amazing when you look at someone, it's like, you're really like expressing that. Like when you see someone's face, yes, like you can tell a lot about a person, but when you see them in person with their personal style, I just feel like that is really like it's so much more impactful and i feel like fashion is also very impactful and no matter what people say they want to be looking nice usually so i think it is a really big part of confidence and and how people kind of um like grow that over time mm, yeah and like i don't know like do you think that sort of the influences that you've had like moving across the world and like working your job at shopify and stuff do you think that's kind of all like come together and sort of changed the way that you kind of bring that out in the world yeah it's like it's so interesting because i feel like every year every two years my style will change like i guess it depends on again the environment that you're in because when i was working at shopify in the office like i was wearing jeans and like a casual crew neck every day because that's what people were wearing and and that was what was comfortable and fun at the time and like wearing sneakers but when i moved to london it's like yeah really the environment that you're in kind of changes like how you dress but also like what you're doing the people that you're seeing so i think over time it it has kind of evolved to, to something different which is really cool mm. and like you keep mentioning this kind of like confidence thing like do you think that is do you think that can kind of go too far? Like, I know that when I was like, probably at uni, like, I know that I like had basically no confidence if I wasn't like wearing something that I was like, absolutely in love with. Like, whereas now I feel like I'm like growing up a little bit, like barely, like, I'm not trying to say I'm a grown up. I'm absolutely not. But you know, like you kind of become more confident wearing like, I can leave the house now wearing like, not anything, but like, I don't have to be like dressed to the nines in order to feel like a confident person. And I think that's a really hard balance to strike. Have you, am I the only person going through that or? <laughs> no, you're not the only person going through that. Like you're absolutely not alone in that. And yeah, it's interesting. I think because when we're younger and we're surrounded in this environment where okay like i want to make friends i want to be a part of the the clique or i want to be a part of like like just any any type of group in general you're always going to want to conform to what they're doing or like what they perceive as cool so when you're growing up and in your early 20s like especially in university you really want to make connections you want to make friends and that's like a big part of your experience when you're in uni and i think as you get older like i don't know i'm just I feel like I was definitely not a very confident person. Like I went through a really hard time in university, bad anxiety, like didn't want to talk to people. And then years later, it's like, now I just do that for a living. Like what, like what happened? Like there was some kind of like clear gap in, in like my thought process. But I think again, like really putting yourself and exposing yourself to different people and, and getting to know people in that way, I think also makes you more confident and, as you get older, like you really just stop caring about what other people think. I think that's you know, like, I see you nodding. You're like, yeah, like it's, it really is a big part of as you get older. And I think it's also a beautiful thing that we're not caring what we think about what other people are thinking. And I think that's also a huge part of what I do now, because being an influencer or a content creator, 
you're always putting stuff out in the world. And I remember when I started, I was so terrified, like, oh, people are going to think that I'm trying too hard or they're going to think this. But and then they see you have success and then that's when they accept it. But I feel like people should always accept it no matter how small or how big you are. So that's how I kind of, I guess, think about those types of things now. It's just a different mindset that I have. Mm, I actually really resonate with what you've just said because I like not like people not everyone knows this now but like <laughs> I when I was growing up when I was like 15 16 what what you said about Tumblr really resonated with me because I was like a big like internet girl when I was growing up like I was on Tumblr 24 7 and I managed to like grow quite a big Instagram account as well like which no longer exists I've put her to sleep but like and I feel like it was really, really scary because I knew that I wanted, you know, I knew I like realistically as much as I was denying it at the time, I was like, oh, this just happened to me. Like I wasn't trying to grow this following. Like it was, it just, you know, all these people just found me and like, I didn't even try. Absolutely not the case. Like I was grinding at it. I was absolutely hustling at trying to grow this Instagram account to 50,000 followers, which like these days isn't much, but I was over the moon about this in 2016 like i was going crazy about it um but it was so so embarrassing at the same time like i didn't want anyone from my hometown to know about it like i didn't want anyone in my personal life to know about it like my friends i was so embarrassed when i was asking them to take pictures of me like in my american apparel outfits like (laughs) um and i remember i did get like quite a lot of like not a lot but you do get some like pretty mean comments from both people who know you in real life and from people who don't know you is that something that has affected you as much because obviously you're doing this like quite a lot later than i was for me as like a 15 year old it was pretty tough do you still find that like is that still difficult yeah that's someone who's a bit older Mm. That would be really tough at 15, by the way. And that's incredible. Like, why <laughs> need to get into how and why you deleted this 50 <laughs> to resurrect it somehow and, <laughs> and see how it's doing. Um, but anyways, that's really cool that you were able to build that such a long time ago. And I think for me, like, I, I, I don't know, I feel really lucky. Like, I don't have people commenting mean things constantly on my content. Like, of course, if something, let's say, gets millions of views, like let's say a reel, and then it reaches certain people, like there's obviously some weird and inappropriate comments that come and also like hurtful comments. But I really just, I don't know, I feel like it's a mindset that I have. I'm like, okay, I'm putting something out in the world. 99.99% of people like it and they're enjoying it. And then there's like the 0.1% of people that want to say something rude like that is irrelevant to me at this point in time like i'm gonna focus on the 99.9 percent of people so maybe that's some internal confidence or maybe it's again like i built such i think like a positive community of creators that i engage with and also friends and i feel like they also are so supportive and i feel very lucky in that way but i also think that the type of content i'm creating is not that controversial in any way like some people will put more controversial opinions out there, um, whether it's about politics or whether it's about any other topic. But I think for fashion um, and kind of just like your own life, like people 
don't necessarily have much much to say about that unless mm-hmm. I maybe share more than that's something that I'm always going to have to be prepared for mentally, but also emotionally, because even I posted a TikTok that last night, it literally went viral. I like have like 200 followers on TikTok. Like I don't like I don't ever post, but I'm starting to now that I'm doing this full time. And I saw read some of the comments. I was like, what's going on? Like, it was very weird how different the comments on TikTok were versus Instagram, maybe because Instagram is more curated in that way and TikTok is more authentic. So people have maybe like they feel like they can say something about the scenario when when you're just really just putting something silly out there. But yeah, I think it's really interesting as you kind of get older, you just like stop <laughs> like caring in most cases. But again, I, I'm very lucky that I haven't had um, that as of yet. So. And then I feel like being an influencer, if we like that word, I don't know why that word gets so much hate. I don't mind the word influencer really these days. I think it's fine. Being an influencer, like you have the other side of things where it's such a competitive industry. I think every industry is competitive because it feels like you can say that about literally everyone's job, but it's competitive in a incredibly personal sense. I feel like you are, I don't want to say competing against people. I don't really think it is like that, but it can, it can feel like that. And it can feel incredibly comparative. I feel, um, you know, you might follow a few girls and you're like, oh, I really, I really love their content and I find it really inspiring. But sometimes does that ever feel, does that ever kind of, bring the other emotions that that can bring the sort of like oh I wish I could be a bit more like that or like I wish I had that kind of engagement or I wish I had that kind of whatever they've got like because I definitely felt that as a 15 year old (laughs) but I think that's (laughs) that's a given (laughs) but like does that happen to you now Oh, absolutely. It does. I think it, it happens to everyone. And I think that they would be lying if they said that it didn't happen to them because you're right. Like it is competitive. I think it's mostly competitive in terms of partnerships and working with brands because especially brands will have like a certain aesthetic or a certain look that they want influencers to portray and also tell their story because they resonate with that profile. And Sometimes we do take it personally when a brand says, oh, sorry, like I already have the people or the selections that I want to, because you're thinking like, oh, well, those girls like grow at the same pace as me or whoever it may be. But at the end of the day, like you, like we just have to stop comparing ourselves because it's not healthy. (laughs) It's not going to get us anywhere. And maybe again, they've worked a relationship more than you have, and you now have to put in the work to get that one day. So I think the mindset kind of has to start changing, even though it's really hard to kind of get out of that, okay, we're in this competitive industry. Uh, This girl's doing something that I really want to do, but I'm not there yet. But I think we need to start taking a step back and being more reflective, but also working harder in that way, just to say, okay, like I'm going to, if that's a goal of mine, like I'm going to do anything to work on that goal and make sure that I can be the best I can. And if that's not good enough at the end of the day, then, (laughs) then we don't want to work with that brand anyways, but it's, I think just a mindset shift that we really have to keep telling ourselves because we are all good enough. And I think that's something that I really need to come back to on my own terms. Like when I'm feeling really down or when I'm not getting any momentum, because I'm the type of person, like when I have momentum, 
that keeps me going. Like I get so motivated, even if it's a little bit of momentum, you know, like I, like that really like drives my soul <laughs> to like do the best. But like, it's really sometimes you get stuck in these ruts where, yeah, like you're just in that negative mindset, but it, and it's okay to sometimes be in a negative mindset because it's a part of like healing and getting past that. So I think it's really just reflecting on those times and just saying, okay, I'm going to do better if I'm feeling like this. Mm, I love that. I find that really interesting. And I always like hearing about people's mindsets around this kind of thing. Um, I like what you said about trying to put in the work to achieve what like when you're looking at someone and thinking god i wish i was like that i wish i could do that like rather than sitting and wallowing in it actually trying to you know get gain the skills and and look at it and and see what it is that you need to do in order to get there however i think it's really easy to say that i think it's actually really hard to implement that into your life like do you think you can break that down anymore yeah i guess yeah i can definitely try and break that down a little bit more but I don't know. I think as an example, um, I guess even starting out on Instagram, maybe I can even go back to kind of the basics on what I was thinking at the time. So five years ago, I was in a mindset where I saw these people posting about their lives and I was like, oh, this is making me feel worse about myself. Like, oh, I don't want to like this person's post or I don't want to comment on it because like, like, they're like living their best life. Like, why are we having this mentality? <laughs> you know, like I think when you're young and you're like, it is a little bit of jealousy. And, and I felt that like many, many, many years ago. And I think we all can feel that. And that's why some people like social media. Some people don't like social media. But when I really like kind of broke it down, I was like, this person is literally putting something out in the world. And what am I putting out in the world? I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just like sitting on my couch, liking someone's photo, but I'm like, I want to put something out in the world and hopefully people will accept that and support me back. So I think it's like that reciprocity type of feeling like, okay, I'm going to see when I start engaging with other people, maybe they'll start engaging with me. And absolutely that happens. And I think it's like all those little things that you just have to shift your mindset instead of not supporting someone make sure you're supporting them and then they want to support you back because they they also want to support you back if you're getting that from them so it's kind of this like cycle that you have to go through in like little baby steps but i totally had such different mentality years ago and now i think i have such more like healthy relationship with instagram with um like i guess in any part that i'm trying to build or get better at that it does take one time it takes Two, like, yeah, put in the work to do it. And also three, like, you have to be really patient because you're not going to get results overnight. Like, you could get results in a month from now or a year from now. But if that is what you want to do or if you have a goal that you want to get better at something, like, that's the the path that you need to take, I would say. So I hope that helps in breaking it down a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I feel like it's kind of this concept of, like, um it's kind of this concept of like marginal gains i think they call it in like sports or something i don't know um where like you just put in the tiniest bit of work every day and if you are just yeah. focusing on putting in a tiny tiny bit every time it kind of pops into your brain just do the the tiny step and over time it will build up and up and up and eventually you'll be able to look back and think oh actually like i have achieved something and you didn't even notice it because you've just been doing such tiny steps and i, I really like working at things that way yeah, um 
And and that's even something. So at Shopify, like my my manager at the time, we would have weekly meetings, and he's like, "What? How are you going to get one percent better this week?" That's what he would ask us. And I loved that because there's so many concepts around this one percent better, getting one percent better every day or every week, and over time when that accumulates you're actually like growing like 3x the times that you would if you didn't put in the work that much so it is really doing those little bits at a time that okay like i'm not getting results right now but that doesn't mean that i'm not going to get results in the future so i think that's a concept that a lot of people should hopefully kind of take away is that okay what am i going to do that's one percent better every day or every week and it can be like the littlest thing it literally can be the littlest thing it can even just be writing down your goals one day it can be it can be anything but i think um it's such an important thing to, to cover for sure yeah i agree and actually the thing you just said about writing down your goals I can't actually tell you how helpful that is. Like, I used to think that was the most ridiculous thing in the world. I used to think like, oh, that's like airy fairy manifestation stuff. Like, I wish I could believe fully in like manifestation. Unfortunately, I'm just not there yet. However, writing down a goal, right, writing down something that you want to achieve, even if it's in a year's time, it just does something like it just clicks something into place and it makes it real. I think it's the fact that it makes it like tangible. You can see that you've written it down. Like I did this at the beginning of the year and I wrote down some goals that I never, ever thought I would be able to do. I never thought I'd be able to actually get there. And I did like, <laughs> and it's not even the end of the year because I wrote them down and I, I made it a real thing. I feel, I don't know. I really have no idea how that works, but yeah. there's really something in it. I resonate with that completely. Like what you just said, like, yeah, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, like I always make a vision board <laughs> of like a bunch of photos, just kind of like something visual that sparks my inspiration. But I also do write down goals. Like I'll do it at the beginning of the year or end of a year. And then I'll do it in the middle of the year to kind of like reassess my goals as well. And it's crazy to say, but we're not even at the end of the year yet. And I have hit most of my goals or even things that I like literally just wrote in random things on my goal list. It wasn't even a goal. It was like, okay, five to 10 years, I'm going to meet this person or whatever it is. And then it happens. And I'm like, wait, this is weird because how <laughs> I set up my life to like do these things and achieve these things. And I, if there's something so powerful in it and anytime you want to talk about manifestation, I'm here for it. It's like some witchcraft. Um, <laughs> yeah, also, but it's pretty incredible. And powerful. You can, you can a hundred percent teach me about manifestation. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all open ears for it, but yeah, at the moment I'm just like, I feel like it's a psychological thing though. I feel like it's like you write something down and then you, it's in your brain and you're, you're more likely to work it and you're more likely to notice the little decisions that you can make that come up in day-to-day -day life in order to make that happen. I feel like that's what happened for me this year. Like one of my big goals was be able to spend the whole summer in New York, which was wow. like a huge goal for me because at the beginning of the year I had a nine to five job and there was no way that they were going to let me have two months off to go yeah. and live in New York like I asked and they were like are you for real like no <laughs> and I was like oh shit what do I do <laughs> but I was like no I've written it down so I have to go and make it happen like so yeah I, I made it happen that job doesn't exist anymore but what can you do <laughs> so incredible and I think 
Yeah, like when you write down a goal, you're not going to let anything get in your way. And I also think it makes you a bit more open to opportunities that come to you because you can take so many paths in life. So like one decision will take you on like five different paths or probably even more than that. And yeah, like I feel like I also had a similar journey with the whole London thing, but I literally told like my team, I told my partner at the time, I was like, I'm moving to London one day, just so you know, I have no idea. Like I had no connections in London, no friends in London, no team in London. And I like put it out in the world. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna maybe go work there like for two weeks. Like I asked my manager before COVID actually, if I can go that summer and go to the UK and maybe travel around Europe a bit. And she was like, yeah, go for it. And then the next year they regionalized the company and they were like, Hey, do you want to go for six months? And I was like, what? Like, it was like, <laughs> I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, I can't believe this. And that was, I think when I started kind of realizing, okay, like now that I'm telling people my goals, cause it's one thing to write it down and keep it to yourself. But when you say it out loud, you like legit have to believe in it. And I think that is the biggest thing. Like, it's somewhere in your soul, like you believe what you say, your thoughts turn into reality. And and Charlie Rocket, like I listen to him a lot. I don't know if you listen to, to his podcast, but him on manifestation, actual crazy things have happened. Um, so highly recommend you listen to him. But it really is so powerful. And things that I, I guess, wrote down at the beginning of the year is like, I want to hit 100K. And I was manifesting that. I was like, I have no idea how to get there. Like when I wrote this down, I had 10,000 followers and I was like, I need to get, I need to do this because I want to quit my job eventually. So I want to try to work my way up to, um, to, to doing that. And, and then suddenly it happened and I had no idea like how it happened, but it was like, you will obviously you have to put in the work. And I think that's another thing that people forget. Like they can think I want to be a billionaire tomorrow, but that's not going to happen because you need to put in the work somehow. But it's um yeah it's really really crazy that when you believe that something is your path like you will not let anything stop you in that another thing that i want to talk about is maybe along the lines of what we have just been saying about um i feel like i followed you probably like a year ago i reckon really? probably about a yeah i think so it was definitely last winter um, and I've just been kind of following along ever since, whatever. And I've noticed that you are constantly traveling or it feels like it. Like it feels like you're off seeing the world from absolutely every corner, um, especially like around Europe and stuff. I'm just like, I'm I'm always in awe about how you were doing that, especially because I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought that you did have a nine to five job at the time. And I was like, how is she managing to like finesse this? Like how is she managing to get all of, these things done and, and get all of these people to agree to allowing for all of this travel time and stuff. And then I saw you post um, like a couple of weeks ago and you were like, this is my first like real holiday in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like the, the, the picture of the woman with all of the equations around her head. Like I, I can't make it add up in my mind. I would love to know how you managed to sort of like design this lifestyle of like, some like more travel than most people probably but still working yeah it's funny when i a few people were like wait you've already taken like 10 vacations <laughs> so, that's what i was thinking but i do have um, an answer to that but yeah it's interesting because so shopify again i 
I, this is only week three for me in terms of not working there. So the whole year I've been working remotely, traveling, and Shopify is a fully remote company. So I guess I really lucked out that they also had policies that you can go travel for 90 days in a year. Um, you can travel outside of your home country and on a like certain list of countries. So there's some that you can't, of course, go to. But for me, I was like, okay, I have this opportunity to go work from South Africa. Like, I'll go escape the winter and, and go there with my partner. And I think because I also have a partner and I surround myself with people who really like traveling um, and being on the road all the time, that really kind of, again, got me out of the door to, to try that life. Because truly before this year, I haven't been traveling a lot. It like I only first started traveling Europe last year and there was a few trips that I did slightly before, but I was never like a huge traveler. And I just started loving it. Like my first trip, I was like, wow, like working remotely from such a hot, beautiful place. Like why aren't people doing this more? And it also helped because obviously like working my nine to five and then afterwards, if I go take pictures like during sunset, like I'll get my content there. So I kind of like mushed everything <laughs> into one trip. And I also did take a lot of content. So it probably looked like I was traveling more than I, <laughs> I actually was because I was kind of delaying all my content um, for weeks after. But it's yeah, it was just I guess I really tried to. Again, like if you want to live that life, like maybe try and look for a company that is going to allow you to remote work or have that flexibility. Maybe it is a startup, maybe it's a larger company, but I think that's going to be like a huge part of remote working moving forward and after COVID because people now have decided that, okay, I don't have to go to the office five days a week. I'm not just going to sit at home. Like I can go and see the world. So that's kind of how I designed that. And when I what I mean about my first holiday in a year is because during all those, I guess, holidays, I was working and also I was in a really um, high demand sales role. So I was an enterprise sales rep for Shopify previously, and I was also building a team. So every vacation I've had up until that last vacation in Spain that I was on. I was looking at emails. I was still responding to emails. I was still closing deals. I was still trying to hit quota. And people, again, don't see that behind the scenes because they only see the, the curated content on Instagram. But that's really, again, why I needed to quit that job because I was burnt out. I was, I was going crazy, essentially, from traveling, from um, like working full-time and then doing content. I'm like, I need to take something out of the mix right now because I, I feel completely burnt out. And I think that that's um, kind of what pushed me over the edge. And that's why I didn't really do anything <laughs> on my last actual holiday. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that brings me on to a kind of like controversial point. Not really, but, you know, people love to say that influencers like have the easiest job in the world and like, you know, it's literally no work at all and it's like super easy and it's like nothing to even think about. There's no work that goes into it. Like you just take a picture and post it. I don't buy that. Like, I don't believe in that. I actually think it is like, it. it's not, it's not the hardest job in the world. I'm not saying that by any means. I'm not saying it's like, oh, woe is me. I'm an influencer. Like I have a ridiculously hard job and everyone should feel sorry for me. However, it's not doing nothing. Like, how did you manage to balance making content and working your nine to five. I mean, it sounds like it didn't balance that well if you end up burnt out, but like, I can't imagine, like it's hard. It's not as easy as everyone makes it out, right? Yeah, it's it's so challenging. Like I 
honestly did not know what I was getting myself into by trying to live this type of lifestyle. And, and you're so right. Like it's, yeah, definitely not the hardest job in the world, but I think if you're passionate about it, you're going to want to put in the work into whatever you're doing. And that's how I feel like it to me, it didn't even feel like a job on the side. It felt like, Oh, I just have a fun hobby. And when I started again, getting partnerships and, and collabs more often, I was like, Oh wow. Like people can make a living out of this. And it hasn't replaced my income by any means, just to, just to be clear, like I'm taking a big leap of faith, but it's, one of those things where it's so much work, like it's a lot of organization, um, a lot of time as well. And you also need to find a support team who's going to help you and support you through it. Because if you don't have any support, there's no way that you're able to create this content um, to work with partnerships and brands in the future. And yeah, like in the outreach. So I did have a management company that I was working with, but now I'm actually self-managed. I'm doing everything myself. It's like, it's literally like starting a business, networking with people, um, going to events, like really just building that network of people. And, and you can see that if you're starting an app, if you're starting a tech company, like people kind of forget that influencing is its own type of business. So I think, yeah, people should definitely look at it as a career as of right now, because it for sure is. And people um, do make a living out of it, which is really exciting. Mm, that has actually kind of like sent my mind going wild because I'm like as as a content creator you must kind of set different goals to if you are a business because I assume like if you're a business then your goals are going to be like I want to like have my revenue as this by this year and grow the team to this size and be able to branch out into these locations whatever it might be depending on your business whatever it's going to be very different or like raise this much money and move from series a to series b whatever as an influencer you don't surely your goals are not going to be like oh i want to be earning like this might be obviously this will be as like a goal but it's not probably not going to be the main goal like you can't because you're not going to base your influencing career around in like entirely around how much money you're making because i can't see that being like a super fulfilling way to set a goal in that mm. industry I, I, I but i also don't really know what else the goal would be unless it's like followers but again i just can't really see that being like enough to want you to keep like for you to want to keep going and keep like improving yeah it's interesting i've actually kind of had this realization as well <laughs> so it's funny that you're bringing it up because <laughs> now that i have time to think like i have so much time <laughs> that i'm not working my time <laughs> and i have so much time to think about okay like why am i doing this like what do i want to achieve out of this and for me i think there's something amazing and again creating content i'm a very visual person i want to feel creative in some capacity in my life so that's number one is like it, it just fuels my soul. So that's like why I'm doing it. So that's great. But number two is like, like I, I wouldn't have quit my sales job full time if I was doing influencing for money because I was making way more money <laughs> in my full time job. So it's funny because maybe it's going to get to that stage and that's the goal for me. Like, of course, money is going to be a goal of mine, but it's not what is driving me right now. Like I, it's, it's such a different mind shift when you actually find something that you're passionate about and it's your hobby and you turn it into a full-time job. Like you actually don't care how much you're making as long as you can survive. You're like, that is kind of the mentality that I have. So my main goal at this point is like learning from people, getting mentorship and building something that really just ultimately inspires other people to maybe take a creative path. I think that's 
again, why I'm doing this. And I want to be working with specific brands one day because I've always dreamed of that. And it may sound silly to people, but I have dreams of working with yeah specific brands. And, and I think that's kind of my next goal is like, okay, how am I going to build relationships and a network of people who will support me and believe in me and get to me to hopefully create content with these brands because that's ultimately um, the main goal. So it's a weird shift that I've had to go through mentally because before it was very money focused and security and safety. And now I have none of that. And I'm like, okay, why? Like I'm crazy for doing this right Mm. now. It's uh, yeah, it's a really weird shift that I'm going through. I resonate because I went through something kind of similar, like kind of similar. I'm kind of going through it as we speak, like trying to figure out. I quit my nine to five job because I was just like, unfortunately, this doesn't work for me. People mm-hmm. are going to be like, shut up, because I mention this in every single episode. But <laughs> now I'm like, I'm, I'm freelancing, doing <laughs> doing whatever I can and just trying to figure out what it is that I enjoy doing. Like, yeah, I don't earn as much money, but if I can pay my rent, I'm okay with that. Like (laughs) this isn't the time that I'm trying to save up and buy a London townhouse, but, um, what kind of gave you the confidence to make that shift or what gave you the, cause I don't think I had confidence making that. I think I felt like it was just like what I literally had to do. Is that kind of, was it the same for you or did you feel confident in doing it? No, I don't feel confident at all. I (laughs) cry myself to sleep every night. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, but it is like, first of all, congrats, because I think that if you're on your path that, yeah, even though you might be not making as much money, but as long as you're doing something with your time that is fulfilling to you, like, I think that was the biggest realization that I've had working a nine to five and doing influencing on the side is that the time that I'm spending, like literally hating what I'm doing is like not worth the risk on my mental health. It's not worth the the risk of me feeling groggy every morning and tired and uninspired. Like, again, those are the things that completely made me go crazy. Like, I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I think it's the time piece for me. Like I, and I also noticed when I went back to Canada, for example, so my family, I live on my own in London. I don't have anyone supporting me. No one else pays my rent. No one, none of my family, like no partner. And for me, I'm like, my family's back in Canada. And every time I went back to Canada this year, I was distracted. I was working too much. I wasn't spending quality time with them. And I'm like, I don't like the person that I'm becoming. And although I have the security and the money to like, I guess, be at a really great place in my life and people from the outside would be like, you're crazy for quitting your job at Shopify. Like who does that? You had so much flexibility. You had a great paycheck, but I don't, I literally don't care about that. Like I want to form my life and do what I want to do in my time. And now that I've quit, I have way too much time. So this is filling up a great chunk of my time. So thank you. Um, (laughs) But I I don't even know what to do with my time, but I've never had that in my whole twenties. Like, think about that. Like you go from university to getting a full-time job and you were just working like corporate slaves all the time. Like that's what I used to call myself, like a corporate slave. And yes, from the outside, again, people might've thought that I was living the best life on Instagram, but behind closed doors, we're, we're all suffering in some capacity. And I just got to a point where I was like, if I don't, if I can wake up in the morning and feel energized, this was all worth it for me. And 
the last three weeks of my life, I've never had more energy than I truly had in the last like two years. And that is crazy for me that I'm that it, it like feels like it's all going to be worth it. And to go back to your other point about like feeling like you don't have another option, I, I feel like this is, again, the only path that I see myself doing moving forward because I want to spend my time doing something that I enjoy. And yeah, like when your back is against the wall, you're going to do anything to get there. So it's it's okay to feel that discomfort for a little bit because if we weren't comfortable or if like we were too comfortable, then we shouldn't be doing something. And that's how I felt in my old job. I was like comfortable. I was like, oh, like I can not do whatever I want, but I was like, I, I can I can do a lot of things and, and get away with a lot of things. But now I'm like, nope, like mm. it's so uncomfortable that it, it is on edge every day. But that's also what's driving me to um, hopefully succeed in this industry. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I really resonate with that, too. I always end these episodes with the same two questions. So I'm going to get into those now. The first one is my favorite question to ask people. Um, it is, what is one thing that you can rely on that you can do every day or every week to kind of pull you out of a funk and make you feel good? Ooh, can it be kind of cheesy? It can be anything. Okay. I love anything. to take a good hot bath. Like if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling anxious, like if I have like something really important and big the next day, then I just have a nice relaxing bath, put on a Netflix show, just have some ice cream. Like it's, it's kind of cheesy, but that's really what, uh, what helps cure, cure anything. I absolutely love that. I love that. I like when people give me a solid, real answer to that yeah. rather than being like, I go to the gym and, you know, yeah. do, do a personal best. Like, The other question that I must ask you is, who do you look at and think, God, I wish I was you? Ooh, that's so interesting. I feel like you know what? I'm going to say someone that who's really inspired me getting through a lot of hard times recently, and that's Jay Shetty. Interesting. <laughs> oh, don't want to become a monk because I don't ever going to shave my head. Um, but I don't know, like everything that he says resonates with me. He's so inspiring. The way he's built his career, the way that he like, like he's so mindful and so self-aware. And that is who I want to be when I'm older. So Jay Shetty, we've not had that one yet, but I like it. I do like it. <laughs> He's the person that popped in my head, so go, Jay. <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And if people want to check out what you're doing, where should they go? Thank you for having me. This was honestly so much fun. Um, but my Instagram, I'm on Instagram and TikTok right now. Will be on YouTube, hopefully eventually. But my handle is Danny underscore E-L-L-E underscore L-A-Z. So Danielle Laz. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for joining me for another episode and listening all the way to the end. I really, really appreciate it. If you did enjoy it, which you probably did because you're still listening, then please make sure that you've left me a little review. Let me know what you thought. Make sure you're following and I will see you again next week. Bye.